As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and females, this is Miguel Oldroyd, Michelangelo, Michelangelo Oldroyd, sitting here in my closet recording episode 61. Uh, what is that? Uh, say, siete y dos, siete y uno, say. Cinquenta, sesenta, all right, sesenta uno, sesenta uno, I don't know guys, I'm sorry, that was a waste of time right there, um, I'm practicing because I might go to Madrid here, a uh, last minute trip for uh, a few days, my mom is doing a um, spiritual re- retreat or um, a pilgrimage um, to Santiago, it's like hundreds of miles 10 to 15 miles a day of hiking when they're finishing in Madrid and she invited me so I'm, I'm considering I think it'd be really nice to to see her at the end of her journey there I love Madrid Madrid is Madrid is so cool um did you do you guys know why the kings have lists or sorry do you know why you know, the Spanish um from Spain has a lot of lisps like say Santa you know that type of thing do you guys do you guys know? It's because there was a king supposedly who had a lisp, and everybody was too afraid to speak differently than him, so they just mimicked him. The power of the crown, right? <laughs> the power of the crown, am I right? I mean, what's that king's deal, guys? Um, hope you hope you guys have had a good week this week. I'm trying to, if I can get back on a regular schedule here with my podcast, I think that would be good for everybody. Um, Last week's podcast, I felt a little bit rusty uh, going into it, so you know it's a matter of making the time to have a regular release. If I can do it Monday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern, uh, I think that that would be solid. You know, uh, Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern, maybe an hour-long podcast that I'll shoot for. But you never know. It's like art is like diarrhea. You just gotta let it out. You can't really force it into some sort of a you know, refined rubric, if that's even the right word. You just gotta just let that diarrhea splatter where it will, like like a Jackson Pollock painting, and and you know, let people do what they want with the art, right? Once the artist has released it into the universe, then you know the the people who appreciate the art or don't appreciate it can react however they'd like. But uh, art is an excretion. Right, so, oh, how we? I'm feeling good, guys. I'm I'm very chill right now. If you can't tell, I feel pretty docile. I'm chill. I'm sitting here in this closet, drinking a sparkling water that my girlfriend brought today. It's a grapefruit sparkling water. the The brand is Bubbly. Hey, do you guys think that I'm secretly doing advertising right now? Um, cause I'm not, I'm not getting paid by bubbly. I'm just talking about it cause this is what I'm drinking. Mm. I like sparkling water. Anywho, 
Uh, my chick is here. She's she's in the other room sleeping because, as I told you guys before, uh, she uh, does live with me now, which is remarkably crazy of both of us to, to move in literally after, like, like, a few weeks of dating. I think we made it official in July, and then we took a break. We were having some problems, like, within the first couple weeks, early August, and uh, just a few weeks after that, she moved in with me, so... You know, living life, son. You know what I mean? No holds barred up in this house, son. You know, we're we're doing it. And I'm I'm enjoying the roller coaster of events, the whirlwind that this wonderful lady brings into my life. My apartment looks like it was hit by a tidal wave. Um it looks like the Tasmanian devil came through my apartment and then disappeared. Uh it, stuff's all over the floor. I remember when she moved in, she's like, this will be actually be a really easy move in because I, all I have is a suitcase. And for some humorous reason, every day she brought a new suitcase and or several bags of things for like a week and a half. She's been doing a lot of shopping. She's upgraded my apartment. I got to give her credit. She has done a lot of nice things for the apartment. She's moved things around. She's assembled some things. Um... Some of them she assembled the correct way, and some of those things, I'm not sure if it's as correct as, uh, you know, the directions would um, would uh, agree with. But nevertheless, um, I'm 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 enjoying this. I'm in the closet. My my normal working station for recording my podcast is no longer here, so I'm sitting on a a footstool. And I'm resting my computer and my microphone on some of the, like, stackable little shelf things that she assembled. These, these things, you know, where you put those baskets. We've, we've gone to Bed Bath & Beyond, like, ten times over the last few weeks. She, she likes to buy things and then return them and then buy new things, either from any of those Bed Bath & Beyond type places, TJ Maxx whatever, or, or Amazon.com, so it's a constant revolving door, we've got boxes on the floor, half of it's trash, there's dirty clothes mixed with main clean clothes, I mean, if you can't tell, I'm exhausted, guys, <laughs> but I like her, I like her, okay, it's fun, it's a, it's a fun deal, uh, today we got in a fight, this is how ridiculous, by the way, I track her location, I know I sound like a psychopath here, I know I sound like a controlling boyfriend but I do track her location on her iPhone she she actually offered to do it and I I told her now it's it's cool she's like now I know you want to it's fine uh, I'm gonna send my location you know and I'm like fuck yeah you know secretly but out loud I was like ah okay whatever whatever makes you happy deep down inside I'm like fuck yeah you're damn right you're gonna let me see that location so uh, today we got in a fight and uh, you know I barked back at her because I was upset about some things, and she's like, I'm going to go for a walk now, right? First time ever. We've we've gotten to, to a point where I allowed her to walk. There's been a couple he heated arguments where I, I kind of, you know, tried to tone her down and say, no, don't leave, stay, you know, like, and she would stay, but this is the first time where she said, I'm going to I'm gonna walk, and I didn't try to stop her. I, you know, it's like the boy who cried wolf, like, okay, you're saying you're going to walk, go ahead and walk, right? So she walks, and she didn't come back right away, which stressed me out. 
and I immediately uh, was like, oh, it's cool. I'm just gonna track her location, you know. And I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna give her the power of knowing that I care. And then as soon as she left, she texted me, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop sharing my location with you now, which was an immediate fused lighting, right? That's where the fireworks go off for me. And I immediately blew up her phone. I called like 10 times in a row and texted her. She didn't answer. Boy, was I fuming. Boy, was I fuming. But you can't like, she has the right to do that, I realize. But it's like uncomfortable, you know what I mean? It's like when you're squatting really heavy weight and then all of a sudden your spotter just walks away, you know? Only the lifters will get that analogy. But uh, I texted her, and she, she finally, after like the eighth call in a row, she did answer my phone, and I sent some texts in between, you know, and I guess I kind of loosened up the I, I, I loosened up the situation, and she, you know, she's like, what? You know, I was like, hey, you know, you, you don't have to, like, stop sharing your location. I'm giving you your space. If you need some time to get some fresh air, that's one thing, but, you know, to to stop sharing your location and tell me you don't know when you're going to come home and all this stuff. Like, come on, that's, that's a little ridiculous. And she said, okay, I'm sorry. I'm coming back now. <laughs> so that fight did not last long. That, uh, venting session or that, uh, self, uh, breathable space that either one of us may or may not need it. I don't think I needed it. And in fact, you know what I was going to do if she didn't come back? You know what? If she ignored me, if she ignored me, and didn't share her location and actually got upset with me, rather than continuing to blow up her phone or resorting to stupid, destructive type things, I was just going to go to church, guys. You know? I was just going to go to church, uh, maybe Trinity Church nearby. We were supposed to go to church this weekend anyway just to dabble and see what's up. You know what I mean? Just You know, just to play up, to give a little, give a little dabble, you know? Uh, so I figured out if she's going to go and vent, I'm just going to go to church so that I, my soul can at least have some t- sort of soothed, uh, thing here so that I don't have a heart attack. Um, and, uh, I didn't need to do that because she, she came back and we cuddled a thousand times and face, you know, when she turns away, I'm like, no, face me. And then vice versa. When I turn away, she says, face me. Now, now we're at a point we used to like complain if the other person would turn the other way in bed like oh no face me now it's gotten to the point where like when I'm like hey I need to get up and go to the bathroom if she doesn't stop me then I'll I'll get upset I'm no (laughs) playful of course you guys are like what the heaven is this guy's deal uh or you don't understand what I'm talking about let me give you another example tonight I was gonna go grab some food get out of bed I was gonna go to the store and grab some food I was like hey I'm gonna go to the store now and she's like okay and I was like no you know it's like no stop me stop me all right you guys are tired of hearing about let's talk about some comedy stuff that's relevant in the in the media right now in the public eyeball because this this podcast is in the public eye but I don't think it's in every single buddy's eardrums yet, right? Maybe someday, it, uh, someday when I'm famous, people who haven't heard this podcast will go back and listen to try to retrace my journey and my path to becoming famous, you know? Some people listen now because, you know, because you guys are awesome. The guys that are, the guys and gals that follow me now, you guys are awesome, and I love you for for being a, a 
a following of mine, a, a faceless following oftentimes, right? I can see how many downloads I get, but I don't, there, there isn't anyone, I get more downloads digitally recorded that I can see than people who reach out to me saying that they listen to my podcast. So you're faceless at the moment, but I know you're there and I like you for it. And I, I, I love the fact that, that we have this like one, it's not a one-sided relationship, but um, you you can't see me and I can't see you. You can only hear me, but I know you're there because I see you downloading the podcast. And you know what? That's, I love that. You know, no pressure on, you know, taking this relationship further, guys. It, it, it's in your hands. You know what I mean? Like, I just like the fact that my voice echoes into your eardrums and that you're coming back for more. It means that you you like it for one reason or another, and that that makes me happy. It's it's fulfilling for me. It gives my life purpose. This podcast gives my life purposed purpose. Um, it's one of the things that gives my life purpose. Right? There's oftentimes, hopefully, many things that give uh our lives purpose but one of the reasons that i like doing this podcast for you guys is it's it's truly me right like i'm sitting here literally with bb8 socks on and a r2d2 shirt and my buddy some pants that my friend gave me um and i'm and some undergarments that my other buddy gave me and my apple watch that i bought off my girlfriend uh, I got a new Apple Watch from her. I, I bought it for two seventy five because I'm such a good boyfriend. I gave her a discount on rent. Oh, man, I'm so nice. I don't know what my deal is. Anyway, I'm sitting here in this closet. All of her stuff is in here now. Piles of... It looks like uh, the movie um, Aladdin. You remember when, when Aladdin goes down and he finds the genie in that, that area where uh, there's like mounds and mounds of gold? Well, there's in here there's mounds and mounds of her clothes. So... It's interesting. It's fun. Um, speaking of Aladdin and being like, I, I'm not gonna say that I'm a controlling boyfriend. We we laugh about it. She, I think she likes that I'm a little bit control. I've never thought of myself as a controlling boyfriend, but I guess uh, at this point in life, I'm. It's funny. I do it in a funny way. She laughs. She th she she likes it because she she tells me she likes that that it shows that I that I care. She she likes that I. It gives her, like, this feeling of security or something. I don't know. We're, like, two peas in a pod. Um, sometimes I, you know, I question her. I try to do it respectfully and, and non-threateningly. You know what I mean? Like, not in a way where it's, like, accusatory or mean or, like, yelling. Um, but I think sometimes I take it over the top. The other night we were at dinner, and she was drinking out of this bottle, and I was like, is there a guy in that, in that water bottle? Is there a freaking guy inside? Is there a genie in that water? Let me see the freaking water bottle, all right? Let me let me take a peep around in there. I opened it up. I took a look. It was like Aladdin. Are you in there? Well, Aladdin's... Aladdin, you know, the, the genie from Aladdin. Played by Robin Williams, by the way. Um, mm, God bless Robin, man. I hope he's doing all right. I think I already talked about him in that movie, What Dreams May Come. So I don't need to re I don't need to retouch on that. Speaking of comedians, though, did you guys see Saturday Night Live last night? Uh, episode two of season forty-eight. I don't I don't know what season it is. They've been around for a long time. 
I think it is 40-something, maybe 42, 43, 44, one of those. Um, my goal is to get on that freaking cast or host a show before episode, f- or before season 50. I think I got a couple years, so. Uh, clock's ticking, fellas, you know. In life and uh, on this podcast, I'm looking at the, the digital clock tick right now. We're exactly 16 minutes and 25 seconds in. All right, Saturday Night Live last night. I didn't watch it. I'm asking you guys, all right? Did, what did you think? Did you like it? Awesome. Um, all I, I, I remember seeing this YouTube upload today that uh, Pete Davidson did a segment on a weekend update about Kanye West last week. Um, I, I briefly talked about this last Sunday when I, Sunday night when I recorded this, but... I watched the episode live, and then Monday, after this episode was out, I was on Twitter, and I was just kind of getting some news updates, and Kanye West was all over Twitter, and uh, both his tweets and then other people tweeting about him. He, um, apparently on Saturday Night Live, on the first episode of the season, was which was just a week ago, he performed he did his normal two performances and then at the end of the show he came out and kind of like had like a a rant or a speech when normally the credits go on and uh he talked about how he was supporting trump and thinking that you know the media is all liberals and you know they're all haters of trump and he thinks that people need to like relax you know like rather than like fighting with words you know you know, try love, and he thinks that, you know, all the hating of Trump is not helping, so anyway, he did that, and then, uh, Pete Davidson, I guess, broke that down, he, Kanye came out with a Make America Great, Make America Great hat again, Pete Davidson was talking about that, I suppose, as well as maybe his, um, interesting Twitter rants over the next several days and hours after the Saturday Night Live episode, uh, I guess Kanye was talking about, like, abolishing the 13th Amendment, which is, you know, against slavery. So people were, you know, Chris Chris Evans, is it? Was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Kanye? So I think people think Kanye's crazy. Uh, a lot of people think Kanye's crazy right now. What I, what I will say about Kanye is I like that he doesn't allow for confines to construct his voice. I mean... I think he may be crazy as well, but I'm inspired by his willingness to not give a fuck. Like, he, he lives by DGAF. I think him and Trump both don't care, or they, they, they just don't seem to care about, like, what people think um, of them, right? They're, they're, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. When I saw Trump, he... He was acting like a, a middle school child that was insecure, you know, on his phone, pretending that he was busy at this celebrity party several years ago. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not complimenting them as in I, I endorse them in any way, but I'm inspired by the fact that they do not give a fuck. <laughs> um, now, I don't, I don't think that's a good trait for the president of the United States. Um, you know, I don't think the president should should live by DGAF. I, I definitely don't think that. Um, so, 
Kanye is an entertainer. Um, I would say it's much more acceptable for an entertainer to to live by DGAF. I was watching this video of Trump making fun of that woman uh, who accused uh, Kavanaugh of, of the sexual assault stuff, and Trump was making fun of her to a crowd, and he was making them laugh. So it, it was so absurd. Like, that's so unpresidential. And I was laughing, you know, like, not laughing as in, like, supporting it, but I was just in disbelief. I was, I just, he does not give a fuck, you know? Like, he doesn't care. Um, and, um, let's, you know, that's not presidential behavior, but what have you. Let's move on from that. Uh, speaking of controversy, I talked about uh, Aziz Ansari and uh, what's-his-face, uh, Louis C.K. last week, right? I was kind of sticking up for them. I had a conversation earlier, uh, like a day or two after that, and someone informed me that um, that I was misinformed on the backstory between Kanye, or between um, Louis C.K. and those girls he brought uh, back to his hotel. Supposedly, it was more of like a, it was supposed to be more of like a, a professional, like you know, they, they looked up to uh, Louis as mentors, and it was like their chance to try and speak with him about their careers. I don't know the story. I haven't been educated. But if he took advantage of the fact, knowingly that they wanted to, you know, move up in the world of comedy, and it was kind of the precedent was set that, you know, these are people, like, trying to get his advice or, or something like that and ask him for something, you know, then, then you know, it's, it's an asshole move to, to do what he did. Uh, if the, if those type of communications took place, but you know what, I wasn't there, so I can't make an opinion clearly unless I know the full story. Um, you know, if if a certain precedent was set and then it was some bait and switch thing, uh, you know, that's that's absolutely not cool, and I can see why a lot of people would be pissed off if that if that's the case. But what do people really know? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I think we need to just sit down, get everyone in the same room. You know, we, I need to sit down with with uh, Louis and the, and the girls that accused him, and, and really get this story on the table. You know, amongst the four of us, in order to fully understand it and have a true comment on the situation. You know, I, I think we need to have a dialogue, not a diatribe. Those are the words of Kanye West. There, uh, he had the. A uh, brilliant idea on Twitter I saw earlier this week where he said, I'm calling out Colin Kaepernick and asking him to sit down and have a conversation with Trump. Colin, go ahead and tell Trump your experience directly. We should sit down and try to have a dialogue, not a diatribe. So I wonder if Colin Kaepernick <laughs> took up Kanye on that challenge. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that if... Uh, I think if Trump and Colin Kaepernick sat down in a one-on-one meeting, meeting with Kanye West uh, mediating the conversation, I think every one of them would kind of look at each other and start laughing and be like, what, what's actually going on right now? Like, what, what actually is, what is this, you know? <laughs> what, what's going on in the world is what they'd probably say. All right. Uh, so, what? What else, guys? Um, I've been doing shows pretty much every single night this week. It's been fun. I've been been uh, really burn, burning the candle at both ends, you know, just following my chick's uh, location, 
wherever I go, making sure she's at home while I am out in the streets doing my comedy. No, she's, that's, that's, uh, that's obviously not true. She's a great girl, and, you know, I, I treat her with respect and want her to be free. Um, but, yeah, I have been doing multiple shows, uh, almost every night multiple shows. I performed at Stand Up New York for the first time Friday night. Um, my buddy Dan and Zach's show, Dan Carney, uh, you know, buddy I've made, he's, uh, maybe I'll have him on the podcast sometime, but, um, very good show, got to get up there in the Upper West Side where all the, the rich married, uh, couples live with kids, uh, so it was kind of fun, uh, watching how that show developed and the clientele. It was it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time Friday night, stand-up New York there. I've been wanting to perform there, uh, aside from their open mic, for, for a long time. So, you know, real thankful for that opportunity. And, uh, the, you know, there were some real heavy hitters. You know, one of the dudes I hadn't seen perform before, and I was literally laughing like every five seconds. Um, you know, when, when comedy's good, it's such a... When you see a stand-up comedian knock it out of the park and, and just, like, hit punchline after punchline and build, it, it's it's such a treat. It is such a treat. And, um, you know, those are the types of people that were on this show. So, uh, including myself, I was pretty funny. Uh, when I was on stage, there was a group of four dudes that were rock, paper, scissoring over something right in the middle of my set. Uh, so I definitely called that out and started messing with them a little bit and they played they tried playing again you know after i playfully pointed out that you know it's idiotic they're playing rock paper scissors best two of three right in the middle of my set i think what they were doing is trying to figure out who's going to pay for all their uh, fireball shots right so you know go figure uh hopefully they had a good time thanks for interrupting my show fellas but Luckily, I was able to make humor out of it and make it even better. So that's what I do because I'm a freaking professional, guys. Uh, at least I spend all my time doing comedy, so you define what I am. Uh, let's see here. Doing this sh- a unique show on Tuesday night coming up here. It's uh, what's today? Today's the seventh, so it'll be the 9th of October, Tuesday. It's called the Sloshed Fest. Uh, supposedly, like. There's a lot of drinking involved and challenges and, you know, spontaneous uh, jokes that, you know, they give you topics and stuff. They're going to film it, so who knows how it'll turn out, but hopefully it's fun. I don't know. I figure I'd give it a whirl. Um, what else? You know, I'm I'm not horny at the moment. I'm just kind of sitting here stinking up my closet. Um, and, uh, you know... Uh, Hey, yeah, Bukaki. I don't know, right? Uh, I, I did see that uh, Aziz Ansari kind of fired back. So na- last Sunday night I recorded my podcast, and I talked about Louis and Aziz, and Monday morning I was reading Twitter, and apparently while I was talking, while I thought I was saying some cutting-edge things about Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari and really pushing the envelope, sure enough, Louis was on stage again at the Comedy Cellar. So he's pretty much back now and so is Aziz and so people who have seen Aziz's new stuff rather than him like addressing what he what what happened with him he's more like lashing back at society saying society's over woke right now so basically I'm right in my in the things that I said last week in that 
you know, the stuff is going to blow over because it wasn't as insane as everyone made it out to be. Um, you know, I don't know. What do I know? You know what I mean? Like, you never really know. You know, you just got to go with your instinct. Are you going to go by quantitative analysis or qualitative analysis, guys? All right. Are you, are you, do you operate by an in, internal locus of control or an external locus of control? Uh, I actually, I, I think qualitative, I don't know what the difference between quantitative analysis and qualitative is, to be honest. I think one is where you like grab empirical data, aka external worldly data. But you know what? That stuff doesn't work. You know, like that uh, science, guys, is. It's not always right, you know? <laughs> People are like, uh, yeah, it is, Mike. What the hell are you talking about? What I'm trying to say is I've been watching that show, God Befriended Me. Have you guys seen that? Episode 2 came out tonight. Very intriguing stuff. Uh, I follow my heart. That's my... I, I'm like Kanye West, man. Love is the answer. Call me crazy. Uh, I'm not going to really just operate by, you know, data and hard facts. I, I go by my gut, you know? I... I I trust my gut over any, like, science experiment or anything like that, you know? I go with my gut. <laughs> Call me Cray, you know? Mm. It's going to be good uh, sparkling agua. Um, speaking of that, so God befriended me. I like that show. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I got a new follower on Twitter called Holy Language Tribe. This is my newest follower on tr Twitter. It's at Holy Language. It says, what if you could get closer to Yeshua of Nazareth, Nazareth by learning about the Hebrew slash Jewish context of the Bible? Become a member at holylanguage.com. So I checked out their website. I was interested because this person, this account has 24,000 followers and they only follow 1,000. So I'm kind of curious to know why they followed me. It's such a obscure. Um, it's interesting, you know what I mean? I'm a I'm a I'm a comedian. Maybe it's because in my bio, I talk about how if you rearrange the letters of my name, you get holy leader, comedy lord, and ill healer. You actually, you actually get a lot of a lot of stuff that has to do with comedy, and a lot of stuff that has to do with uh, spiritual stuff, you know. Um, holy leader, for example, um, holy amor, A-M-O-R, which is Spanish for love, um, just all kinds of stuff, uh, which is a little frightening to some, but listen, as Jesus would say, I would like to quote him and say, do not be afraid. Um, anyway, though, um, let's see here. I saw this thing on Twitter that made me laugh. It's from the, the account You Had One Job. It was a picture of a girl who used to work at Hooters. And uh, it says, Jordy Berry of Panama City, Florida, sits with her Toyota at her lawyer's office Wednesday. Berry, a former Hooters waitress, has sued the restaurant where she worked, saying she was promised a new Toyota for winning a beer sales contest in April. Berry, 26, believed that she had won a, a new car but she was blindfolded, led to, led to the parking lot, and presented a Toyota, the little green guy from Star Wars, a.k.a. Toyota, not Toyota as in the car, Toyota. So they, they tricked her, probably. I'm sure they knew that she was working her 
boobs off to, you know, get first in this competition and, uh, you know, thinking that she was getting a, a whip and instead she got a, a toy Yoda. So I said wisdom in her gift there is, and I think that's because there's a lot of wisdom in that gift. It's There's a lesson in that. You know, Yoda is, is a... Is a, is a very wise person. I think it's actually the perfect gift for her. Uh, I think Yoda, little wise Yoda, is telling her, don't do sales competitions at Hooters. This is what you get. Um, you know, don't... Listen, I'm all about the Me Too movement in a just way, right? I'm, I'm about equality, not overdoing it, right? Not over swinging the pendulum to where like other people have to suffer so that women can, you know, it's like, look, I, I'm not, I'm not down for s pendulum swings. I, when it comes to equal rights, civil and women's rights, like I'm not down for the pendulum to swing so that like a group of people has to suffer so other people can like have their time in the light. It's, no, it's about creating equality across the board. You can't punish. It's like saying we're going to punish white people so that other races can feel, you know, like equal. It's like, no, let's just make everyone feel equal. Let's make every let's treat everyone with respect, right? Uh, same thing with women and men. Let's we, we don't swing the pendulum to punish men so that women can like make up for lost time or lost ground. It's no, let's treat everyone with respect. Let's treat women with respect, men with respect. And I think part of treating men with respect is, you know, making sure that we do things properly, you know, have, hear both sides of stories, you know, not be going on and on about, um, you know, guilty and pro until proven innocent. That's not what this country has ever been about. Um, so... Uh, I respect anybody who has the courage to come forward if they've been a victim of anything. But shit, like, it doesn't mean that it's just automatically right because somebody comes forward and says something. Like, it, it should be taken seriously 100% and investigated. But uh, by no means does just someone saying something make that thing all of a sudden magically right. So that's, those are my thoughts. I feel good shitting it out there, you know. I know it's not what the mainstream would necessarily uh, agree with, but it's the truth. And I also believe in God, all right? Um, if that makes me, if that's going to prevent me from becoming famous, then so be it. But you know what? I feel good um, getting it off my chest. Um, I believe in love. You know, when you rearrange the letters of my name, you get holy amor, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, it's just what it is, guys. Just Satan facts. Fact check me, right? You guys have the right to go ahead and check my facts. Uh, my full name is Michael Lee Oldroyd, 17 letters. All right. Um, what else has happened in the last week? I met this, uh, I was doing comedy in Times Square, and uh, I was talking about how I played football for Mizzou. It's some of my jokes that I throw into the mix sometimes, and some dude yells out and said, I played for the Tigers also. So we went back and forth for a second. Come come to find out, we're talking about our bull rings. We're comparing bull ring sizes. Uh, he was on the 2016 Missouri Tiger football team. Um, his name was Nathan. 
but they got a Cotton Bowl ring. It was the second time the Tigers went, you know, they went back to the Cotton Bowl after we won in 08 a couple of years ago, and this dude was on the squad. So that was really cool to meet him and, you know, talk about what's going on at Mizzou now. And I was really pleasantly uh, surprised to hear about some of the cool stuff, you know, how, you know, the the team has resources in place now to, to help teach the kids more about budgeting their money, um, you know, making sure that they're managing their, their scholarship money well to where football doesn't work out if they don't make it to the NFL, that, um, you know, that they, they've practiced and they've practiced good savings um, habits and, you know, they're setting themselves up for success, utilizing the academic center to build their resume and, and you know, be able to enter the real world. That's, that's a thing that's really tough and it's been tough for a long time for for athletes, you know, uh, athletes, you know, there's a part of you that doesn't even want to allow yourself, especially as a young man, to let the thought enter that there's anything except for the fact that you're going to make it to the NFL because the admission of thought in your own head that there's a possibility you might not make it is you allowing for a negative thought to enter your psyche and nobody wants to let negative thoughts enter to, through their psyche. So you just... You live as if you will play football in the NFL, make millions of dollars and all this thing. So I was really happy to hear some of the progress about that and how uh, some of those habits are being ingrained into the student-athletes at Mizzou uh, through him. And, um, yeah, it's just been a great week of shows. I did this show at the Lantern Thursday night, the Phil and Phil show. Those guys were a lot of fun. It was good to be back at the Lantern for a little bit. Been doing a lot of stuff at LOL, clean shows, uh, adult shows, a.k.a. dirty. Now, it could be clean, too, if you want it to be, right? You make it what you want. But, you know, when it's a late-night crowd and there's just adults in there, people want to hear about bukkake sometimes, you know? Got to give the people what they want. Um, so that's a little bit about that. Uh, I did I did a show earlier tonight. I just got back not too long ago, a couple hours ago, did a the family-friendly show, and you know what? I was hilarious, okay? I, I, I just need to get that out there, okay? Let's just uh, let's be honest with each other. I don't want to have to lie here. I don't have to sit here and, and be fake, humble. I just want to be honest, okay? I was awesome. I was hilarious, and that's just that's just what it is. Um, here's a big deal. Next Monday, not this Monday, but October 15th, that Monday, which is about eight days, well, seven days from right now, because it's actually Monday morning at 12.15 a.m. right now. This podcast will be released in like five hours and 45 minutes. Um, I I will be starting my show at the Bowery House officially, so I'm very excited about that. It's, it's a hostel in New York, really cool area, really cool spot. Um, and we're just going to work on stuff. You know, I'm going to start doing more time I, I submitted to NACA national last week so I'm very excited and I'd love to for the opportunity to showcase at the national uh, convention for basically all pretty much all colleges it's like the biggest college conference in the country slash world for um, you know for getting booked as uh, entertainment to to colleges nationwide as uh, as a comedian for me right and uh I'm very excited. I put together a tape that I'm proud of and uh, kind of a package that uh, that I'm very excited about and that I think is very marketable and, and appropriate. I, I've always, you know, college has kind of been my main demographic. It's what I've had the most success with. Sure, I've 
grown older and you know, I can't be doing bukkake jokes forever, but hey, 31 the dirty one, I'm still youthful hat to a certain extent, I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I do know, and uh, colleges would be awesome to do. So I'm doing uh, the Northeast Conference, Northeast National, or the, the NACA Northeast in early November and less than a month away. My, my chief of staff will be going with me, a.k.a. my chick, a.k.a. my cat woman, right? She'll be joining me up there. I'll have a booth, and we're going to, you know, let people know uh, what I can do. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just very fortunate. I'm very excited, working hard. Um, speaking of her, uh, my girl used to listen to my podcast when she was kind of like in that, when we were just like hooking up or whatever, we were just like, there was a point where I was like, look, I don't want a relationship. Let's just, let's just be friends with benefits. Right. Which people always say that never turns out good in our situation. It did, but, um, she used to listen to my podcast cause she was starting to like me. And even though I was honest with her, it started to frustrate her cause she's like, she, you know, she's like, I like this guy, and this motherfucker doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. At least he's honest, but that's one of the, the reasons I think she liked me is that I was honest, you know, that she does like me. Anyway, she would listen to my podcast, and she told me that she actually second-guessed her interest in me in one of them when she was listening to me talk about how uh, reading work emails has made me a better reader. She's like, uh, I think this guy might be... Mike, I don't want to say it because it's going to sound really rude, but when I was listening to that, I was second-guessing your intelligence. So, and that wasn't that attractive to me. No, she doesn't sound like that, but it was very funny to hear her say that she was giggling. And I mean, it's true, though. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've read one book. I, th I told you guys about it, right, like since college and probably like zero books in college. Well, I guess that's a slight exaggeration. Um, I did read The Da Vinci Code, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, I'm a big fan of fan of uh, Robert Langdon and uh, Dan Brown. Angels and Demons, good, good book, good movie. You know, sometimes I watch that movie with a boner. It's very exciting. Um, she hasn't seen it yet. I'll have to get her to see it. But yeah, she she second guessed her her interest in me because she because. She's like, that's, she's like, emails are so informal. That's not even like a, a, a normal, like formal written thing. Another thing she did, I, I'm just going to talk about her for a while. I'm not going to do this every episode, but I just feel like it right now, right? This is, I'm 42 minutes in. I'm the producer of this podcast and, you know, it allows me to have creative influence and final decision. I am the emperor of LOL Droid Entertainment that, produces these podcasts and um that was part of the thing that i picked up from the that you know god befriended me thing is that the dude does podcasts he was an atheist for a while and he started to get this tug from the lord and uh you know he, he got an opportunity to get picked up and have a company produce his podcast it could be his career and all these things and they wanted him to continue down that atheist path, but he was having this that atheist path in his in his content. But sure enough, it wasn't in his heart, guys. He was having these stirrings, you know, these stirrings of you know a higher calling, something bigger than him was was kind of stepping into uh, taking control of his life. You know, Jesus was taking the wheel, son. Um, not to say that you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that. I'm not gonna sit here and and say Jesus is God, uh, God is love, uh, that might be Jesus, I, uh, 
to me, God is love. That, that's a very surefire way of covering my tracks and not also not being self-righteous or saying that I know more than every other religion out there. If the religion not only promotes love but practices love, um, then you know we're then we're talking, right? I think sometimes people can talk about Jesus but not not even fully understand love or even the love that he represents, you know. So I think it's it's a cop out to just say the name or say that you are a devout whatever religion you are but but not live or practice love. I mean, it's more it's more important to understand the concept than just memorize the facts, wouldn't you say, guys? I mean, that's like just like higher level education. If you want to get an A on the test, you need to understand the concept, not just memorize facts like we're in high school. All right. So I don't want to sound condescending, but let's let's go back to let's lighten things up and talk about how my girlfriend popped this huge zit on the back of my neck. Uh, I had this big thing. I thought it was an ingrown hair, and for the last six months, it's been uh, it's been kind of brewing back there. You know, I feel you know it like distracts me because I'll like put my finger back there and try to. I'll play with it or whatever, and the damn thing just kept getting bigger, and I'm like, what is it? Is this freaking cancer? I don't know. Anyway, I asked my girlfriend if she could try to, like, pull out the ingrown hair, you know, and she got so excited. She was like, can I really? I was like, yes, this chick's perfect for me. She sat there and, like, popped this thing and said that, like, nonstop pus was coming out, and she was just delighted and kind of hurt, but I tried to roll with it, and, you know... Luckily, you know, she took care of the zit on my back, so on the back of my neck. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, like relationships can be beneficial, guys. You know, um, here's something funny that happened with her and I recently. Friday night, I had two shows. I show up after my late show Friday night, expecting to 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 find her asleep because. She was going to come out, but she's like, I'm too tired. Do you care if I just go home? Oh, we went out to dinner, I think. And she was going to come with me to my late show. And I'll be damned. She comes, she's, she talks me into letting her go home after I, you know, take her out to dinner because she's tired. This is after she was drinking coffee, supposedly out of that bottle that I think there was a genie inside of. But whatever, you know, I'm going to be a trusting boyfriend and just believe her when she says there isn't a genie in there um she went home because she was tired i went and did my show and i stayed out pretty late because i I figured she'd just be sleeping right you know so i had a couple drinks with the guys we're laughing we're having a good time i wasn't in a rush to come home i get home about 3 a.m i'm trying to be quiet open the door all the lights are on i look in there she's not in bed she's up walking around this is the type of chick she is which cracks me up um, and I come to find out there's there's all new like there's drapes on the windows all of a sudden all new bed sheets you know there's like cabinets assembled it's like Jessica what what in the heaven have you been doing you know what I mean like you, did you even sleep you came home because you were tired you didn't even go to bed and I don't know she she cracks me up she, she she's not on any online social media so she's potentially she's potentially not real guys you know what i mean like it's it's possible that she's just kind of made up in my head like real to me but not to others none of my friends have met her you know what i mean so and they've never like facetimed or she's not online 
every once in a while I'll post a little video or a snap or whatever, a picture. I haven't posted any videos. Um, so I guess that's credibility. My friends have seen that. But how do they know that that's not actually just some random girl that I pretend is my girlfriend, right? Who knows, right? Anyway, another thing about this chick, I'm kind of a hypochondriac, and I think having her in my life helps me because she's like, she she's she's not dirty in any way. Like she has great hygiene, personal hygiene. She always smells good, but like as far as like, she doesn't care. I I'm kind of over the top. I I admit that I like. First of all, I I never wear my shoes in my apartment. I live I have a hardwood floor. I I take off my shoes. I, I'm, I wash my hands a lot, and I have, like, wet wipes for, for random things. Like, when I, when I wear clothes, once it's been exposed to anything in New York, for example, like if I sat on the subway or if I lean my back against the subway or, or anything like that, those clothes get designated into, like, different tiers of dirtiness. It's not just, like, I wore it once, um, now it's dirty. I have, like my own way like I'll hang certain things on like the side of a chair or something and I know that that cloth that cloth and the way I hung it means that I can wear it one more time or two more times depending on how dirty I get right like I have different tiers of dirtiness and living with her she doesn't know my system or my weird like ways so I'll come home and like all the clothes will just be in one big pile and I'm like fuck now I gotta do all that laundry because you've mixed like my let my medium dirty clothes with my not that dirty dirty clothes and I can't wear those now like you just threw this like on that pile you can't you can't just like you know it's helping me become less of a crazy hypochondriac I guess because it's like I guess psychologists call that immersion therapy where you just like force yourself to do the thing that makes you uncomfortable to help you get over it so maybe maybe then maybe she's helping me get over my weird hypochondriac ways. Not just with that, but many other silly things that she thinks I'm crazy for. Um, yeah, here's a funny story. She was uh, she was blowing up my cell phone one morning in my landline simultaneously to wake me up because she needed some information from me. Uh, you know, she's helping me with some some stuff and trying to complete a task. So. I, she calls me, I answer the phone, confused, you know, and I got over my bed. I got out of bed and ran over to my computer, you know, to help her get the information she needed because it sounded very urgent, right? It sounded like now she has to have it right now for whatever reason. I didn't question it, whatever. I go to get it. As soon as I pull out the information, she's like, oh, I got to go. I, I, I got to go. And she hangs up. I don't even have a chance to say anything. She doesn't call me back or respond to text for like a few hours, and I'm thinking, what the heaven, you know, and then, like, four hours later when she calls me back, she's chill and calm. and doesn't even bring up any of that information anymore. It was up to me to, like, reach, like, to, to bring up that topic. Like, hey, what, what happened with that? Do you still know that information? I mean, it's, it was, like, funny stuff. Um, what else? I have probably one, one other thing that cracks me up about her. Yeah, I can't remember if I told you guys this, but... She called me at 6.30 p.m. one night to tell me she's going to go to bed early. Or she's going to go, you know, to bed, a.k.a. like in a few minutes. This is before she was living with me, right? Um, or I think it was when she was on vacation, right? So she calls me at 6.30 p.m. Um, I was like, okay, you know, that's early, but, but you know, good night. Uh, anyway, an hour later, I get a string of texts from her complaining 
complaining uh, uh, about me. So we have a quick conversation to resolve it. I wouldn't even call it a fight. But, you know, we said goodnight afterwards. And then, you know, I, I thought that was it, right? So I go to work out, and I get a phone call from her at 8 p.m., right? I missed the call because I felt my phone ringing while I was bench pressing. Uh, so I finished the set uh, on bench press, and I call her back immediately, which was basically like 30 seconds later, and she didn't answer my call for the rest of the night, right? And I sent her a bunch of texts and called her several times thinking, like, what the hell's wrong? Like, you called me, you must have needed something, now you're ignoring me? Like, you know, like, now I'm, I was freaking out, right? And then she called me at midnight, half asleep, asking why I was so upset and blowing up her phone. I said... You know, I called you back as soon as you didn't get back to me, and then, you know, you, you never, you know, you, I called you back as soon as you called, and you never got back to me tonight, is what I said, right? I, I basically thought that she was, like, on the phone with her friends or something because she likes to do that, and then she was like, no, she turned her phone on, on like, night mode as soon as she called me, and I didn't answer, so as soon as... You know, as soon as uh, I called her right back, she never got the notification because she was already focused on passing out. Um, it's uh, it's honestly ridiculous. Um, I didn't even know she knew what night mode is. In fact, I told her that, and she's like, yeah, that was the first time I ever used night mode. So, I mean, that's kind of the... The ridiculous ups and downs that we go on in this in this funny relationship that we have. I told you guys before how she has a, a very sporadic and random sleep schedule. She'll just get up in the middle of the night and start <laughs> working on stuff. I'm like, yo, what is this? Um, but it's worth it. She brings a lot of love. She pays for my dinner, and you know she takes care of me. So it's fun, um, and. Uh, I'm speaking of all that, she, I, get, I don't know if she overheard me talking. I wouldn't be surprised if she had her ear up to the door right now. Um, but if she doesn't have her ear up to the door, she's probably passed out in our bed with all these new bed, bath, and beyond. She likes pillows, so she bought all these new pillows, and we're, like, drowning in pillows now. I, all I need is one pillow, two pillows maybe, one for my head, one to put between my legs, or, you know, if I sleep on my stomach, one to hold and one between my legs or something now I've got like 48 pillows all in nice you know like freaking what is it you know pillowcases like eccentric pillowcases that don't even like feel good on your head it's all for like view but she's probably buried under her 48,000 pillows uh right now so I'm gonna go cuddle with her and uh you know maybe uh yeah, maybe I'll pass out too. I'm tired. But you guys have been fun, even though I didn't interact with you because you're just listening and I can't see you or hear you or interact or have any idea how you feel right now. But once again, the fact that you tune into this and that you care to kind of hear what I'm talking about, I know you're not doing it for me to be appreciative of. You're doing it because you, know, you want to. But it does mean some. It does mean a lot to me. I mean, I, I want to continue to grow this, uh, you know, organically and, and continue to be myself, share my life, have fun with it. Feel like I'm kind of just being very transparent with with the world, right? I'm just kind of putting it out there, who I am, what I do, and 
what I love and uh, yeah just thanks for letting that kind of like enter your eardrums you know we're connected we're connected guys um, anyway I hope you have a great night and uh, or a great day a great week I was kind of chill on this podcast so if you're listening Monday morning on your way to work go go get some shit done I don't know go fucking grab the world by the tail pull it down put it in your pocket right um, let's have a productive week and uh, as always God bless and if you don't believe in God don't be offended by that just you know know that I no, I mean it in a good way. All right, that's the only way I can possibly mean it. All right, peace. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?